You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Big Z here. Tough week one for the Lions. And I bet all Lions fans out there were dwelling it on all week. Well, guess what? Week two is here. The Green Bay Packers we are traveling to. So get ready for that. Clear your mind. It's a new week. <laughs> um, well, on this episode, we're going to be talking um, the injuries, the impact of the injuries, uh, who's available, who's not. We recorded this on Wednesday, so apologies if there's been updates that we were not aware of at the remote of this podcast. And then, of course, we have entering the Lions then, Kinger. A Packers fan, we get after him pretty good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Now sit back, relax. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans Tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Stafford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl champs. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. We're recording this on September 16th at 9.24 p.m. It's my dad's birthday, but that's irrelevant. Uh, What we're getting into here is previewing the week two Lions going on the road to Green Bay. I'm Big Z, and joining us as always is the Blue Kool-Aid crew. So we got UJ. Hey! Bob. Hey. <laughs> and a Rudd Dog. <laughs> What's up? Oh, okay. So <laughs> um I go my own way. <laughs> we're getting into the Lions going on the road to Green Bay. And gentlemen, this is gonna be one tough cookie for the Lions to to get after this weekend. Uh, especially with the injuries that we have. So I just want to get right into the injury frontier. Um, the Lions today at practice. This is the injury report, and this is as of Wednesday. Remember, September 16th, so things are bound to change, I'm sure. Hunter Bryan out, no practice, hamstring. Kenny Galladay out, no practice, hamstring. Big V out, no practice, foot injury. Desmond Trufant out, no practice, hamstring injury. <laughs> Daryl Roberts, a calf injury, also did not practice. CJ Moore, our safety, limited with a hamstring injury. Nick Williams, limited with a shoulder injury. Kabinda, limited with an angle injury. And Jeff Okuda, full practice participant mm-hmm. for the first time in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yay. So there's a, we ended it with a positive, right? Uh, and we're go. drinking the blue Kool-Aid because uh, things are going to be brighter here. Uh, gentlemen, uh, the Lions also signed uh, Chris Jones off the Arizona practice squad. That's the other uh, news that we have. And Chris Jones, uh, last year in 2019, let me just give you a little uh, 
62.7 overall rating on PFF. That's like a little above mediocre. No touchdowns allowed, five pass breakups, and that was in 275 snaps on the field, mostly lining up at wide cornerback. So, gentlemen, uh, let's get to you, Rudd Dog, first. Just how do you feel about the Lions secondary going into this weekend? Well, we're saved now that we got Jones. You know, that's all we needed. That was the final puzzle. No, uh, it is a little concerning. It's easily the biggest concern coming out of week one, being down so many players at that position. Uh, But, I mean, you got to find a way to get on. And I think if you scheme up a little bit and really – find a way to get to the quarterback with the front seven can take a lot of pressure off the cornerback so hopefully they figure out a scheme that can cover it up last year i think the way our scheme developed was a response to our lack of d linemen so then we ended up going to like just putting all the weight of the defense on our secondary this year we're gonna have to find a way to kind of flip that script and put more pressure on the quarterback and stop the run better up front yeah, UJ, uh, the Lions uh, going up against Devontae Adams this week with 14 catches, two touchdowns, 150-plus yards. Are you at all concerned about um, the current situation with the DBs and uh, going against uh, a guy like that? I'm very, I'm very concerned, actually. Uh, we looked pretty rough out there toward the end of that game last week, and uh, oh, unless we get some guys back, uh, I mean, I'm still a little hopeful that Trufon might be good enough to play by Sunday, uh, Okuda. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely concerned, though. Packers are high-powered, they're high-flying offense, and uh, I think, like uh, Red Dog was saying, the key is going to be getting a pass rush on Aaron Rodgers. So, I hope Armland and Patricia can dial up something that will get some pressure on Rodgers. That, that'll that help them out a lot. And, uh, Bob, do you have confidence that Patricia and Corey Unlin are going to be coming up with a game plan that attacks Aaron Rodgers? Because we've seen, even last week, uh, I, I don't know if we saw still that aggressiveness that we want to see out of this defense, and especially from the blitzing end of, end of things. We saw a lot of three-man rushes in that fourth quarter. Um, is that concerning yeah, to you at yeah. all? And do, do they adjust? I think they're going to they're gonna adjust. You know, they did a good job against the pack last year defensively, and um, – I know we're shorthanded, which is obviously concerning to me as well. But uh, I do think they'll mix it up, um, Patricia and Onlind. Um, maybe mix in some blitzes from uh, our linebackers, cornerbacks, and uh, just kind of get them off, off pace there. But uh, it, it sucks being shorthanded, but I think they'll they'll rise to the occasion and uh, at least limit the Packers. If They probably won't stop them, but I think they'll be able to slow them down. So what player on the defense is the biggest key to the game? I'm, I'm going to say it's Jamie Collins. I, we, we saw him exit early last week with that weird headbutt thing. We discussed that at length last episode. But this is a play – our biggest offseason free agent. Um, and it, this is a guy that's at a position where we need him to be a playmaker. And this, this is the type of game where you need him to step up and create that sort of pressure um, and be that playmaker type. Does, does anybody else – they want to throw out there. I know Trey Flowers actually played really well against the Packers last year, despite two phantom holding penalties. <laughs> yeah, um, right. That none of us will still ever be able to understand. Um, but we, you I, know, I'd like to yeah, add uh, go for to Sean Hand. I think if he can really get some decent pressure from the interior of the line, that'll really enhance our capabilities of shutting Rodgers down. If you can get pressure, you know I, I think Trey Flowers is going to get his. He'll he'll be getting off one edge, and then you know like you said Jamie Collins. But then if if Hand can get that pressure up the middle, uh, I think we'll have a real chance. Yeah, and the Packers are uh, they lost their right guard for the season. 
Um, so that's something to note as well going in this game. You know, we're, we're talking about their high-flying passing attack, but they have a good running attack too. So it's really the key is going to be our front seven in this game. The front seven is going to be key. they got to have a good game to help the secondary and to stop the run game too of the Packers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think the key, the guys are the linebackers as well. I think Jamie Collins is the X factor since he flamed out early in that game. <laughs> we don't know which version of him we're, we're getting with the Lions. And I'd love to see Jared Davis like make a play, force a fumble, get a pick, mm. uh, strip sack, something like that. We need we need big plays like that in this game to yeah. turn the to, to turn the tide. So we'll see. Yeah, and uh, just to recap, at least the last game of the season where the Lions were kind of depleted on the defensive side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers is 27-55, 323 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Aaron Jones ran 25 times for 100 yards, uh, and I thought that was a pretty effective defensive performance, all things considered, for the Lions last year. So they can kind of hold the Packers in court. The, the Lions lost is 23-20, to so I, if the Lions give up 23 points in this game, do you like their chances of winning? I, I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, reasonable. Yeah, for sure. Um, the key's going to be the offense then doing their part. No Kenny G, likely anyway. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, I would love. Kenny Galladay plays really well against this Packers secondary. It would be a huge bummer not to see him out there uh, in this game. the The, the Lions have kind of broken that uh, that you know playing at Lambeau curse the last few years, so we don't have to worry about that too much anymore. Um, but what we hope for is that they have broken the fourth quarter curse that they can't seem to get their, themselves out of going into this game. Yeah. Well, we, if, if we're losing when we get into the fourth quarter, I'll feel a lot better. <laughs> we, we don't know how to hold on to a lead, so you know maybe we can come from behind. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, gentlemen, what we're going to do now, we're going to transition it over. It is our preview episode, and that means it's another uh, – edition of entering the lion's den and we got a buddy of mine coming on so we're just gonna hop over to that segment right now all right blue kool-aid drinkers entering the lion's den this week is a packers fan he's uh my partner on the other podcast on uh, nfc north podcast um, the Pylon, it's called. So if you're interested in that, the Pylon NFC North podcast, look it up on Apple. But we got Kinger joining us. Kinger, welcome to the Lions Den. Enter if you dare. What's up, gentlemen? Thank you for having me. I'm quite intimidated being in this Lions Den, let me tell you. <laughs> Bef- before we get into the actual game, does anybody just want to throw questions at Kinger and ask him? Or I guess Kinger, uh, I-, I can start, but. Uh, just like why 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 are you a Packers fan we I don't comp- I can't comprehend it well to be honest I'm not even a Midwest guy myself I was actually born on the East Coast born in Connecticut but for some reason the first football memory and the first football jersey that was ever given to given to me by my parents was a Brett Favre jersey so from a young age I was groomed a Packers fan I moved to Chicago when I was 10 years old Everybody was a Bears fan. I already kind of liked Green Bay, and it was fun rooting against everybody, and I've been um, all aboard the train and die hard ever since. Hmm, that's a terrible reason. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least you didn't become a Bears fan, I guess. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. one thing you did. But. Yeah, I avoided years of misery uh, with the Bears with, by avoiding being a Bears fan, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. You missed the Trubisky years, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so let's get in this game uh, this week. Uh, Kinger, the, the Packers, they had a good week last week. I'm not going to deny that. They scored 43 points against what a lot of people uh, thought was a good Minnesota defense. Well, we'll see if that proves out to be correct or not. Um, because it was ugly. It was ugly uh, for the the Vikings fans to watch the Packers last week. Uh, what what did what did the Packers do so well last week that uh, they didn't do last season that you saw last week? I think the the main the main thing the main takeaway is just is Rogers just comfortability in year two in Matt Matt Lafleur's system. I mean, um, Lafleur said after the game that some of the things that they were running on the offense they wouldn't have even attempted to do uh, last year. Right? I think it's a lot of comfortability. Um, the offensive line played great, and just as a whole, Rodgers looked dominant. He looked back to his MVP self, um, 150 yards on the ground. Uh, Rodgers, you know, 300-plus in the air, very accurate. Um, the offense looked like an old Green Bay Packers offense from the early Mike McCarthy eras. Now it's the Matt LaFleur era, and you got to be real excited about how that week one performance went. So would you say that the, uh, the rumors of uh, Rodgers being disgruntled is all just a uh, bunch of hooey? I mean, because that's what they were talking about before the season started. Doesn't seem to be the case, though. Yeah, I, I, I think he make, honestly took a little bit of offense to how people were saying he was going to disregard Jordan Love and how, you know, he was kind of didn't think Green Bay believed in him and was just overall unhappy with the draft pick. I mean, obviously he did take it personally, and who wouldn't take it personally? Um, you know, he still thinks he's got a lot of good football left in him, but ultimately I think it motivates him, motivated him, and um, you know, I, I, I think it's going to hopefully turn out to good thing, turn into good things on the field. Yeah, a lot of people think Rodgers in like an FU type mode, you know, with that draft pick <laughs> and kind of maybe it's lighting a fire under his ass. He's finally getting a taste of what uh, Brett Favre got when he came around. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of funny though how that works. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, Bob, do you have a question here for Kinger? Yeah. Um, what do you think it'll be like the second quarter before Love comes in the game? Because uh, Rogers is flailing out there. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's not the case. Love didn't even dress last week, and so that's showing. No. That obviously tells you something about where uh, the Packers think he he's at. Um, you know, with his development right now. Um, you know, we we got a taste of a little backup quarterback action last year when you had uh, my man David Blau out there when you played us in Week 17. We saw that doesn't always produce the best quarterback play. So I'm really hoping Rodgers is not flailing in the second quarter. That would I'm not <laughs> looking to see that. And Kinger, you're a Blau fan, right? Uh, being a graduate of Purdue there. I am a Blau guy, so I was rooting for him. It was tough to root against him last year, um, you know. And but he, he he played pretty well for the Lions. Would you guys agree? We played stepped up in a few games last year. Oh, he did. Yeah, considering yeah. he's an undrafted rookie thrown into a starting role uh, with limited time working with the staff, I would say yes. <laughs> um, no, I like him. I think he's a good guy. I hope he does well in the future. We'll see. Yeah, so King, I wanted to, you to just um, extend a little bit about this matchup in the interior here. So the Lions, I thought one of their best attributes last week, at least, was the play of the offensive line, especially in pass protection against a pretty good Bears defensive line. And the Packers also have a good defensive line. First of all, is Cunny Clark going to be playing this week? And second of all, how do you feel about the matchup between Taylor Decker and Zadarius Smith? Yeah, uh, Kenny Clark, that's a good question. But if I had to go with my gut instinct right now, I'm going to say that Kenny Clark is not going to be suiting up this week, right? He was in the rehab group today. 
Um, you know, he said he was a little bit active, but you know, overall, it's it's not trending in in the in the right direction for him. I don't believe, and and I think that Taylor Decker, Decker's Darius Smith matchup is definitely going to be one of the uh, important factors of the game this week. Um, you know, Mike Patton does like to move Zadarius Smith uh, across the defensive line, line him up in different positions. Um, if Kenny Clark doesn't play, we'll see if we get a little less action with him one-on-one. He might be lined up in the interior a little bit more, which is something he likes to do. Um, but I think the Lions, you know, offensive line held up pretty well against Green Bay last year. Um, they looked pretty good last week, and I do agree that they've, they've, they've built a, a strong front that I think is going to be definitely something to watch that's going to be important in this game. Yeah, and uh... – uh, so, Rudd Dog, I know one of your concerns, at least you, we, we talked about before, is that this uh, our, the Lions secondary go against uh, this Packers offense. Uh, I don't know if concern? You have a what concern? <laughs> I, know, I know he's really scared of a Tony McRae coming in there <laughs> and Daryl Roberts. You know, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is just terrified. I just, I just don't know if you had a question for Kinger about maybe uh, what the Lions can do to slow down the Packers or something like that. I don't know if you had anything along the lines. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead, UJ. Yeah, listen, I, I got a question. Uh, it's, you know, it's never been proven or anything, and there's no evidence out there of it. But how, how do the Packers pay the refs? Is, is there like an offshore? <laughs> Oh come on! How do they do it. Are they giving shares in it? I mean, I don't know. How do they do it? I mean, but, but they've never been caught. So, so there might be. Uh, there might be some stats out there that say that you know Green Bay might benefit from the refs, and I will give you boys the benefit of the doubt. I think we had a couple phantom calls in that game last year. Oh, you don't say! Um, that, you don't say! I, you know what? I, no I will, I'll here. be the first to admit it. Right? I, Matt Lafleur's words: They were it was a miracle that the Lions <laughs> won both those games after after they didn't trail for a single minute. So I agree with that. Single but the Packers second. have been on the wrong. The Packers have been on the wrong side of history a few times themselves, going all the way back to the fail Mary. But you got two years ago against the Vikings, the late roughing the passer call, Kirk Cut or against Kirk Cousins from Clay Matthews. Um, you know, I can think of an example last year in the Eagles game, pass interference against Geronimo Allison. So, you know, it may seem that way, but for us Packers fans out there, we 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 don't agree with that. No, we think we've been on only the wrong we get side. to gripe about that. Oh, come on now. That's ours. Come on. You got to take g- that from us. You got a gift against the Cowboys in that playoff game with the no catch uh, with uh, who was it? Des Bryant, yeah. right? So, that- yeah, Des Bryant. Uh, that's okay. That's another example. That's up for debate, but Des still didn't catch it, guys. Dead. You guys get all the calls. I mean, all, all of them. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm not gonna argue with you guys because I do feel the you you guys got robbed in Lambeau last year. So or that's, that, it's scary because Hail Mary Aaron Rodgers completed against the Lions. The play before that, that was not a facial mask call that they gave him an extra play on the fa- <laughs> to get that a Hail Mary. Uh, the the list goes the list can go on. It's an extensive list. Oh man, uh, let me ask you something real quick. Uh, you get to watch the Packers week in and week out. Is Devontae Adams really that good? Is he that awesome? He, he seems really good. Yeah, I think uh, any conversation that does any conversation that doesn't include Devontae Adams as a top five receiver in the league, you can't really have in the conversation. Um, you know, he's he dealt with some injuries last year, but when he's healthy, his production has been off the charts. He's an elite route runner. Um, you know, he's made some very good cornerbacks struggle against him, and so that's definitely one of the big matchups. He he was hurt with the turf toe injury the first time against the Lions in Lambeau last year. Came back week 17, played pretty well, had nine catches. So, um, you know, I, I hope he's going to be able to exploit that matchup. How do you How do you guys feel? You guys, what do you look for in the Lions' young secondary, banged up secondary? Do you guys Do you guys think they're going to be able to put up a decent fight this week? 
I think they will. I hope they try not to go mad too much, like they uh, they fall into that trap. And I and I think we proved that last year. It doesn't work all the time. You can use it here and there, but last year, or last week, it killed us in the fourth quarter. Um, it's going to be a struggle with our young secondary. But uh, I think I heard we do have Okuda back, so. I mean, he's a rookie, so I don't know how good that's going to be, but uh, it, it definitely he's our high draft pick, so I'm excited about that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I'm without. looking to uh, Unland to really uh, pick up some pressure, really dial up some blitzes. To you know, there's got to be some quarterback spies, some blitzes. You got to keep Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable if you're going to have a secondary that's you know banged up and depleted. If he gets comfortable and rolling, then you know you know how it goes. <laughs> hey, so I got I got a question here, Kinger. Go for it. On a scale of one to ten, one being you're so scared that you need to wear adult diapers now because you've lost control of your bowels, <laughs> or ten being you turn yourself back into a baby to return to your mother's womb and you're so scared. How scared are you of the Detroit Lions this week? Wow, that is quite the scale right there. Let me ask you, um, what's the middle of that? Because that's neither one of those options sounds great, but I'm going to go right in the middle because you can't tell the rest of the division this, but I actually think the Lions are far and away have been the toughest matchup for the Packers the last few years. And, um, you know, on paper, it might look easy like Green Bay is going to, you know, hopefully take care of business versus the Lions, but. Um, I'm definitely I'm shaking a little bit, right? They've they've proven that they're a formidable opponent. So I don't know if I'm wearing diapers yet, but we could be by the we could be by the fourth quarter on Sunday. <laughs> All right, fair That's enough. Um, so before you head out, Kinger, um, we just we like to ask uh, the people who enter Lions Den to give a prediction on the game. So Kinger, what do you got for us here? Yeah, um, I I like it. To, I think it's going to be a good football game. Um, uh, again, the the difference is, is I think Green Bay's offense is 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 in a vibe right now. They looked great in Week One. I think the Lions are still lacking the playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. Um, we'll see if they get to the quarterback. We'll see how good Okuda is. I think they're going to score some points in our defense. I think it's a good football game. I got Green Bay twenty eight twenty. Wow, you're close. You're close. I have, there is one more question. Oh though, boy. Uh-oh. We, we need since you're on the Lions, then it's very important that. We'd like you to sing the uh, Packers fight song. Ah, yes. Yeah, yes. Sing the Packers fight song? Yep. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily go, Pat, go. Dun, 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 dun. Go, Pat, go. Didn't you guys you guys don't like that? That's, that's I guess that's, fight that's, song? The, that's, the, that's the fight song. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm getting eye rolls. Sad. That's sad. <laughs> I don't isn't know it, the last time I've, I've isn't been it singing taking boys. care of business. What, what legit team doesn't have a fight song? <laughs> You're asking. Yeah, I mean, I, you, that's that, that can be a knock on the Packers then, right? I guess and that's, being, that's something. Being that, in Lambeau Field, that off. is so g- goddamn annoying, that, that go, Pat, go. <laughs> it's so mm. annoying. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up here for the Lions Den. Kinger, thanks for entering. It looks like you're going to barely escape with your life here, only because um, we're, we're kind and we're, we're gentlemen. So uh, you, got, you, yeah, yeah, you, thanks, guys, you guys have beat me down. Thank you very much for having me. Look forward to watching the game on Sunday. Go Pack. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank, thanks Kinger. All right, gentlemen. So Kinger, uh, another delusional Packers fan, uh, thinking that they're gonna, 
you know, walk <laughs> over the Lions. Uh, well, I mean, he, I mean, he did say the Lions were as tough as his opponent. At least he thought. So we'll give him a little nod, I guess. But uh, well, that's something, Z. Though that you're friends with a Packers fan like that, it's it's reminiscent of World War One when the on Christmas when the the fighting stopped and Silent Night came from both sides <laughs> of the line. They sang together. It's beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I hope he hears this after that. That'd be great. That'd be great. Oh boy, um, gentlemen, the, 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 he he does expect a close game, and uh, but Vegas, I think, thinks otherwise. The Lions have the third worst odds of any team going into a game this weekend. Um, they are six and a half point underdogs, or six of points, depending on where you look at. It. Either way, Vegas is not showing a lot of respect to the Lions, especially going on the road. Yeah, what is Vegas? Lambo. But again, I think the road the road thing is uh, a lot different than it's ever been, especially with no home crowds this year. And the, apparently, the sounds in the stadium that the NFL said they were going to inject in there is like a soft murmur. Like it doesn't make any impact on the game whatsoever. It's not they're they're not putting it up to like 140 decibels. It's like 70. And All it basically like does is stop like uh, play calls and stuff from drifting across the field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the Lions, so the Lions weren't actually getting booed when they were playing really bad, right? So they go, hey, they're not doing so bad. They're getting booed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, we we did a lot of it on the conversation with Andre Lions then, and a little bit before with the injuries and our concerns. But now, let's get into the final part of our preview episode, and that, of course, is our ever famous predictions. So we're going to go around the horn here and give our predictions. We'll start with you, UJ. How do you feel about the Lions going into Lambeau? It's a noon central game. I believe it's on Fox. So what do you got? Well, uh, I'll admit my confidence is a bit shaken after last week, after we blew another game in just typical Lions fashion. And uh, I have to drink a lot of Kool-Aid, a lot of Kool-Aid to get feeling good again. And I'm, feel, I'm feeling a little better now. You know, time's gone. It's just one game. So we come up with the Packers, our arch enemy, and uh, I'm feeling good about it. Uh, we've been quite good at Lambeau lately, and I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna pull this game out. I think Jamie Collins was embarrassed by getting kicked out of the game last week. He's gonna come back and have a great game. Uh, another guy who was embarrassed is DeAndre Swift. Uh, wow, what a bonehead play! I mean, yeah. blowing the game, and and you know he feels bad, and uh, you know it's just one mistake. If you know he'll get over it eventually, but. I think he's going to come out with something to prove, too. So I, I, I say expect good things from him. Uh, I think the Packers are going to score in us, unfortunately, but I think our offense is up to the task. And I'm going to go with a score of 41-32 to 32 Lions. I think our offense is going to light it up. Our defense is going to struggle a tad, but I think in the end uh, we're going to do enough to stop Rodgers, and we're going to win that game. And then it's going to be dagger time. Ooh, nice. <laughs> As UJ pulls out an actual a dagger for those not able to see the video. <laughs> dagger time! <laughs> it better be dagger time uh, because definitely uh, we we lacked dagger time last week. I think Patricia's career is a dagger they, time. They had a, they had a class and they they looked up in a dictionary and they oh oh dang, dagger. Oh, all right uj i like it i like it um how about you bob what do you got for us yeah that it's uh always a challenge playing the packers of course and uh i do think uh they will score on us a little bit but i I like the way our offense is coming together um 
it's it if Galladay's out, that will be a definite hurt for us. But uh, but I like uh, I like what Hawkinson's doing this year, and I think he's going to keep keep improving week to week. And I think we'll break out the hall pass this week, stretch the field deep, so help out our run game. So and I, I like I think Stafford's awesome. He looked a little kind of pedestrian for part of the game, but he still had the the last throw. So he's he's still awesome. So I like the Lions. Uh, 35 to 17. Ooh. So we'll give up a little points, but uh, I think the offense comes together this week. All right. I like, I like it. All right. Red Dog. Uh, yeah. Like everyone's saying, a little bit worried about this uh, secondary going on here. So I, uh, I think the Packers are going to score a little bit on us. Uh, you know, I still like, you know, our offense is still our strength. Even without Kenny G, I think Stafford could have a big day. I also expect our run game to contribute. Adrian Peterson gets ground out some nice yards on the ground. And, uh, you know, I think there's going to be a decent amount of scoring. So I think the Lions are going to pull it out, though, 38-20. Uh, to 20. And, uh, they're, you know, Stafford's going to kneel out the game. All right. All right. Victory. Like that. Yeah, uh, I, I also have the Lions playing a high-scoring affair here. I don't think that Packers defense is great by any means, and I actually like the way the Lions offensive line played last week a lot. And I think another underrated thing, you know, we, we said that Kerryon Johnson didn't look good last week, and the he didn't look good in the run game. Like, when he took a handoff, it was bad. But if you go back and watch the film last week, I just want to note that Kerryon Johnson was great in pass protection. He, he saved Stafford's ass a couple times last week. So if you are listening and have a chance to go back and watch the film. And when Kerry Johnson's in the game, go watch his pass protection. He makes some great blocks in that game. So having said that, I really like the way the Lions offense is rolling right now. I hope Kabinda could be healthy for this. Uh, it doesn't look like Big uh, – who knows when Big V is going to come back. Mm -hmm. That one's going to be tough. Um, but I really like the matchup with Ragnow if he plays over Kenny Clark in the middle. And I like Taylor Decker to be blocking Zadarius Smith. Of course, I expect Zadarius Smith to be playing against Tyrell Crosby a lot. Kind of like what they lined up Mac last week. Either way, high-scoring affair, 31-27, Lions. Because the over is 49-and-a-half. So if, if uh, you like points, I would suggest taking the over right there. Yeah, I think we all have the over there. Yeah. We all pick Lions to win. <gasps> Wait, we did one, two, Eight. three, carry yeah, the two, Lions three. Line. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we all shite. picked them to win. This all right. is all right. this is yeah. news. This is newsworthy. This needs to be on you know all yeah. the cable. News Connor right. couldn't be here, but I know he had the Lions. I think what was it, uh, forty to uh, two. So <laughs> wow, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what he had. Connor's is that why 40. he couldn't make it? Because he was spiking too much Kool Aid before we did. We got on. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, hey, I I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> man, yeah. So a lot of a lot of Kool Aid, a lot of confidence going into week two here as the Lions travel to Green Bay. And uh, we, we just can't wait for another Sunday. Uh, and this time we'll be talking about a Lions victory. Dagger time. Dagger time. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool-Aid. Twitter at Drinking Lions. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. We really appreciate it. And you can find our podcast wherever you get yours. Uh, we're available everywhere. So thank you, everybody, everywhere. for listening. Really appreciate it. And last but not least, as always... Go, 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 go,
a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go! Go.